guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'm Richard, and today I'm joined by Paolo, who is currently working as a web developer. He also enjoys creating videos as well as photography and runs a blog called You Had Me At. And you can also find You Had Me At on YouTube. Um, so do check it out、um, because they have some great videos covering food, travel, lifestyle, and recently web series. Hi, Paolo, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, no, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. To start off with, I have three quick questions for you just to get to know you if that's okay. Yeah, cool.、Fine. Okay. <laughs> Question one What is your favorite cuisine? Ooh, tough one. I don't know if this is obvious, but probably Korean. I like Korean cuisine.、Mm, yeah, that's、but、a good recently, one. Recently, actually, weirdly Italian, ever since I went to Italy two years ago. Okay. Like having actual proper Italian food, I'm starting to like Italian. Nice. More, more. So it, it changes, I'm guessing, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food, food, food is my favorite.、Uh, yeah.、Um, so, second question then your favorite destination that you've been to? Oh, it's got to be. Oh, it's, but I just touched up basically Italy. When、right. I went two years ago to Italy, north of Italy. Nice.、Uh, specific,、oh, it was lovely there. It's like the border of、um, Switzerland and. Incredible.、Um, oh my God. Talking about like travels right now, obviously we can't go anywhere. So it's like I'm itching to just go somewhere, honestly.、Oh, tell me about it.、Um, I know. So, third question Who is your all time favorite singer?、Uh, mm, no one's actually ever asked this me, actually. I would maybe Bruno Mars. Yeah, I would say Bruno Mars because his、right. voice is just.、Oh, if I could have any voice in the world, that would be his. Mm, he is amazing, yeah. Bruno Mars has got some great songs as well.、Mm, amazing. Song, yeah, I love those answers.、Um, so, before we move on, I do want to ask you to introduce yourself if that's okay, just so that you know, we get to know a little bit more about you, like your background, and so on. So, that would be great if you could just introduce yourself to the listeners. Cool, yeah. So,、um, as you said, I'm a, web developer di-、uh, I'm a web developer by day, and by night, I am a filmmaker, videographer, photography hobbyist. So, yeah, so we run that blog and YouTube channel with You Had Me At. And,、um, yeah, I, I, I love my career, but at the same time, I do like having like, that hobby, which totally is totally different from what I normally do every day. And background wise, I'm Filipino.、Um, I was born in Spain, but grew up in the Philippines for like four years before. Coming here. So, yeah, so been、cool. all sorts. Yeah.、Um, so, were you like, how long were you in Spain for? Oh, like seconds. Okay, not literally seconds. But <laughs> I was born, and then because my parents were like so busy with work during Spain,、um, I grew up in the Philippines with my grandparents for like four years. Right. Came back to Spain for like six months before、um, we all. Up and moved here, so. Ah, cool. I was gonna say two seconds. You barely, just popped out. Yeah, I was gonna、rude. say barely any Spanish. <laughs> All right, right.、Um, but no, that's cool that you at least you can. I think that's such an interesting conversation when people ask you, right? You're like, oh yeah, I was born in Spain and I moved. I think that's such an interesting story.、Um, So, I'm actually quite excited to hear about what you do. And I must say, you know, I, every time before I talk to anyone, I do have a quick look and research my guests. So, I like, I looked into your LinkedIn just、um, to see what you do.、Um, but before、oh, well, we. Well, LinkedIn stalking. Exactly. <laughs> It's the new stalking business.、Um, I don't want to ask you before we start talking about your career. Like, I just wanted to touch on what you do with You Had Me At. Um, right. Could you just share a little more information regarding, you know, what it is and how it started? 
Yeah, so how it started was, uh, I guess going back to the whole web developer thing, right? So I thought, why not do have a little like side project where I develop a blog, right? So it started as like just a blog with um, me and my mates just for, hey, it's just, I'm going to create a blog and we could just post it whenever, lifestyle food. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we did initially start as a blog and then we just realized, look, YouTube, love we love making videos, I love filmmaking. And then, yeah, so we transitioned from mainly focus on blog focus to just shifting over to like video focus where we can not work on our like um creative side on that end so yeah so that's how it started and then from there it just kind of like took off like uh we got a lot of uh, awesome reactions from it and so i guess mainly now we are mainly doing video and video creating mm, yeah kind of like abandoned a blog a little bit which we'll probably get back into sure i was gonna ask actually like what's kind of kept you going because you have to be creative and you know you're thinking of ideas when you create anything so obviously with the lockdown like what kept you motivated in terms of producing these especially the new web series <laughs> yeah well that's the thing um initially firstly probably first lockdown we kind of um dropped off a little bit because i guess we kept waiting for like we kept thinking, oh yeah, uh, COVID will be over like in a month or two. We'll be back outside, because um yeah, going out and out and about is like where we like to make our content, right? Mm-hmm. But then then realized, okay, no wait, this is gonna like last quite a while. So it was um, a little bit hard trying to make content with COVID. But then we realized we really needed something, especially we're working at home, twenty four seven now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just had to like have something where it's kind of like work but not work. Do you get me? Yeah. So we go well let's try um pump out some content from home and so yeah so from there we started having like remote content stuff where it's all like zoom based or mm-hmm. video call based and then especially the recent web series which was like it was a web series we wanted to do for a while but right we had so we had an idea in a script for like a real world type of interaction and we thought look it was around like end of january and we thought oh, there's no way we're going to be out by valentine's day but we want to release this mm-hmm. by valentine's day so we thought let's screw it let's rework the script and then have it all digital and um that's the product that we see today that's amazing um because i have watched it i'm a saying it was pretty good so oh, yeah well good. done like i love the whole concept it's very imaginative and creative so yeah thank you, thank you. um so Obviously, you know, like you said, this is not your full-time job. You have your, you know, nine-to-five. Um, could you maybe, like, talk about what you do and where you work and just give an insight into your role? Cool. So I'm a web developer, so I build web software, so all the like, web applications. Um, I work at Essential Events, um, where, uh, as a company, we have several events and award shows throughout the world so um, it's pretty big uh we have the canline event so yeah. actually i was hired through canline initially right and then moved on up to the um upper upper company to work on the other event so if quick background canline is like imagine the oscars but for advertising mm, so that was cool because we get to go to can yeah we get to go to can every year and then oh, wow enjoy it there so yeah so i build a soft web software for that so order like products and ticketing systems and um e-com right so i build the software which allows all our different um company brands to be able to sell tickets and products to people around the world and for them to be able to manage their products and whatnots amazing yeah so that's that's me yeah so like 
obviously do you work on then different projects like every time or how does it work what does your like daily routine look like yeah so luckily enough we work on one main project um there's various side things but they all kind of interconnect so the main project is like the core but then because there's so many different events that use that um software that the daily routine is like okay um this event wants to have this functionality this one wants to kind of have that but in a different way so every day we just kind of um we have our project managers that give us the work and then mm-hmm. we um spec out how we're going to build it and all the technical specifications and whatnot and yes um on a daily routine it's literally a wake up and then we would have um a 10 a.m stand up so okay. for people that's not familiar with the stand-up it's just where everyone gathers and talks about what they did the day before mm-hmm. so it's technically a catch-up and yeah. um yeah so you say what tickets you're gonna work on and whatnot then yeah so from there i decide what to do with the tickets um kind right. of review it and then just start working there cool. it's pretty it's pretty chill as a developer right that's amazing um so do you work in like a big team or is it more of an individual sort of role would you say yeah we work in a fairly big team so we have the so the company's pretty big, but we have the tech team, which is like the events team. Um, we have probably 40, so, 40 or so of that team. And then within my actual team, there's probably about six of us. So it's small, but big at the same time, mm. if you get me. So mm. I really only work with like six people directly. Right. And then there are times when we have to like branch out to like different teams or yeah. work as a larger one. Um, how long have you been with this company then? I just wanted to kind of get an idea of like what it took you to be, you know, where you are today in terms of what your journey has been like and what previous jobs you had to do or previous roles you had before you became a developer. Um, so maybe like, you know, what was your first job after university? Is that a good place to start? Yeah, yeah, uni is a pretty good place to start. Um, in uni I did, um, information systems, um, computer information systems. Um, backstory on that though, I was actually set to do, uh, English literature and psychology up in Northampton. No way, really? Yeah, like totally, totally different profession until, um, my cousin told me, it was like, look, no offense, but you would struggle to find a job within like English lit and psychology, let alone like up in Northampton. So she was like, just try just go for clearance somewhere, like find it. And it was probably one of the stupidest, but at the same time, smartest decisions I've ever done. Because I was like, eh, screw it. Like, I live near Kingston. Let me call Kingston Uni clearance. And then I was like, there's something called computing uh, information systems, right? And I was like, I actually never did IT ever in oh, wow. like A-level GCSE. And I was like, yeah, screw it. Um, they'll take me, so I'll go. <laughs> so initially, I went for the sake of just going to uni, right. which was the stupid part. But at the same time, it was like one of the best decisions I've probably ever made. So, yeah, so I did that. It was due to be a three-year course mm-hmm. um, until my mates then were, they had a placement year, right? So I thought, okay, I can still apply for a placement year. Um, again, it was like my placement year was a totally different from what my course was in a sense. That, oh, interesting. Yeah, so my course was um, more about the information system, architecture and whatnot. So business analysts and right. project management within the tech industry. I see. But the placement that I ended up taking was um, a developing course as a software dev. All right. And then, yeah, so I that was my first time actually ever programming. So luckily they did teach you on the job. And um, yeah. 
Yeah, so the year went really well, and that's where I learned most of my like programming skills. And that's when I realized, oh, actually, yeah, this is, I finally found what I'm kind of good at. So up to yeah. that point, I was really just going to the flow. Yeah, wow. Like, I, that's quite amazing the fact that you just kind of fell into it and it worked out so well for you. Yeah, but yeah. I guess that's the best thing about uni because, like, you really found what you're good at and what you really mm. want to do when mm. you were there. Whereas I was just so lost as a kid back in like college and yeah, um. So obviously you mentioned that you know you only really found out what you really love doing from this work, this um placement year, and and the fact that your course was actually quite different. So did your university course help at all in how you kind of went into being a developer? Like, was the modules actually helpful? Oh yeah. Um. Well, when I say different um it was supposed to, it's a different path but mm. within the uh computing um umbrella because there are like specifics right. like so some people do gaming some people do um develop like software engineering yeah um we almost do the same modules apart from the one specialized module that for our course mm-hmm. yeah so we did touch up on programming but um yeah but yeah so it wasn't really i should have got, got a placement year for a business analyst right? right or project management but yeah i went for developer and th- that was all fine like there's no problem with that as long as it was yeah. um uh to do with tech and yeah because like i said uh, that whole year placement year went well for me that they asked me to come back straight after graduation so oh, wow. i actually ended up working um just before i graduated because like right. i finished exams like pretty early around march and then they were like hey can you just can you just come back and then work and i was like sure yeah, that's great. Like, what was the process like um, for someone listening? Like, what did you have to kind of go through in terms of the application process for a placement? And then obviously, after you finished university, like, obviously, they already knew you. So I guess that was really helpful to have that placement. Yeah, so um, you don't actually necessarily have to have a sandwich course, because I guess most people have that sandwich mm. course, right, where they work mm. um, in the industry. Uh, even if you're just on a normal three-year course, you can actually still apply for placement year. And if you do find a relevant placement job, uh, then they'll just you can just ask um, the student services that you need to uh, change you to a placement year, yeah, to a sandwich course. So yeah, so that was fun because I I wasn't really planning to do a placement because I thought yeah let's just finish uni yeah. and graduate. But yeah, like a placement year is definitely the I personally think the best thing that you could do for yourself coming to uni. So the application process is really easy because our uni luckily had a job listing board. Right. It was like probably hundreds of of um, different places that we could apply. And then you basically, uh, you can talk to people to um, fix up your CV. And then um, once they approve it, then you'll send it off and whatnot. And then, yeah, you it's kind of like going back to like, you know, the whole uni selection, mm-hmm. right? Back in mm-hmm. the UCAS days. Uh, it was kind of like that because you were just, kind of put your application everywhere choose a yeah. couple and then see who sees who comes back right. and it is paid too so it's um double, it's double yeah, yeah double bonus um so obviously you know this was your first role after university like in the same company how did you kind of decide that you know you wanted to leave from there and move on or progress like what was the next natural step for you and how did you decide to do that to move on to the next job or mm-hmm. with this? Uh, um yeah it was just a bit of I think I was there for two years, so I was there from 2016 to 18, and it was just one of those things where I I always thought that growing up, I thought once you get a job right, you the 
the more loyal you are to a job and the longer that you stay is like that's the best thing to do mm-hmm. like so i i honestly saw myself okay i'll work here for like six years before i move right. and it wasn't until one of my colleagues who were f- from there he moved to another company and it was like hey i'm looking for a new developer uh, are you looking to um move on and i was like i thought of that so i was like i initially wasn't gonna until everyone else who was because i was like the youngest in that current right. my first company right and then everyone else was like um yeah you know you should just do it like while you're young you could just keep jumping from job to job mm-hmm. like you're not paying a mortgage right now you have no yeah. um liabilities so like yeah you could just move and then obviously it's because more experience is like good experience right especially when we're moving from job to job yeah so that's then i was like oh screw it yeah let me let me just um apply and yeah i just had an interview and then they said yeah sure you can start next day and then i was like yeah like handed my notice and then <laughs> really? they were like, no way because like, they really thought i was gonna like, be there for quite a while oh yeah because like yeah because it was a smallish team yeah so everyone's like, like close knit i'm guessing and then when i got to this job it was like a whole different world because it's now i went from like a small 30 person company to a like massive global mm-hmm. um so what would you say you know currently in your role are like your favorite like parts of working like what do you enjoy most about your work um just it's, we're very flexible with it i think like that's probably the best thing about being a developer i mean not not saying that we don't do work but it's like you could <laughs> kind of um you can choose when to kind of work as in like, right. okay, for, so for now I'll, I'll take a break and then I'll just start coding. Like, especially now it's when we're working at home, you've got your laptop everywhere. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take like a, my head hurts. I'll take a two hour break and then right. I'll just work another two hours after. But even um, in the office when we were back there, it was like, it wasn't, I guess, cause maybe it's also the company. Mm-hmm. So I, where they're a bit, a little bit more lax of it. Cause obviously, they're not there constantly down your throat. You're not mm. being monitored. So and so far, I'm two for two for that. So I've been for on good companies where they're pretty. It's pretty um progressive company where it's like pretty modern, right? Where there's yeah. like pool tables, there's drinks. There's, nice. Yeah. yeah. So what would you then say? You know, has been the most challenging aspect um, of being a developer, or just generally in your career so far? Um, probably not like one specific instance but it's probably it happens not too not often but uh how could i say it's regular but not that regular where i guess because as developers right um you're obviously developing a product but Mm -hmm. then there are also there's the business week or the business where they got to come up with ideas Mm -hmm. and functionality or stuff that like requirements from clients Mm -hmm. and then where they just think that like oh yeah you're a developer you can just like build that and Right. But like they don't really know like how much of a process like functionality comes in like you don't just get a functionality we'll build it because it's like okay like how much time would this take and how much would this affect the other parts of the code and whatnot so mm-hmm. that's like the really challenging things day to day it's like uh, how do we we can't just say yes to everything but at the same yeah. time you can't just say no to everything too and then like it's just trying to basically it's like puzzle pieces every day like okay if i build this part of the puzzle how would it affect the rest of the puzzle? So that's probably the most, so far, like the hardest thing in my role. Right. So again, I touch wood, I've been pretty fortunate of like how easy things have been so far. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, obviously, like, you know, you, you seem someone who's 
you're obviously pretty competent in what you do so as a developer like how do you kind of keep on learning I suppose like what do you personally do to challenge yourself um, when it comes to your work? I mean, obviously, I know that you transfer some of the skills that you have onto your personal projects, yeah. like your blog and, you know, also, um, yeah. Um, but like, what else do you do that, you know, challenges you um, professionally? Yeah, that is actually, as a developer, that is the key, because obviously the tech industry just moves so fast and mm. um, it just gets younger and younger because kids these days are learning programming at like, 12 years old 14 years old so yeah. it's like competitive in that sense so it's like someone could if you stay behind in the technology that's like being released you do kind of like do get left behind or mm. you kind of get siloed into your little specific um code and so yeah i try to stay up on top of like uh stay on top of all the latest uh programming languages or new frameworks within the existing ones so yeah, so just constantly stay with the news and then um working on personal projects so they're so with the blog, sometimes we just come up, hey, look, let's just do this. Let's do a like a uh, bill splitting tool, right? Just so that we can kind of like work on it. So I did that last year because I thought, yeah, it's like a new version of the programming language, and I thought, okay, let me use the newest functionality and methods in that, and then build a whole app within with just using the new new stuff. Right. So that way, cool. you're constantly evolving. And yeah, you could just put it in your um work experience and you can put it in your like tools in linkedin right and then yeah next you know uh, just people branch out to you it's like oh yeah you know this now so can you um like this place is available they need this and that so it's like pretty good it's like just trying to learn new skills in that mm. way yeah and then i guess just trying to um when i went to when i was talking about like how i trying to figure out how to work the puzzle at work right just mm-hmm. trying to see it these problems or these functionality that they're requesting we can use new technology technology to uh do that stuff mm-hmm. just to add like add all that to your arsenal so yeah, yeah. just constant you obviously have to like stay up to date of those things yeah so then i want to ask you like obviously you went to uni you know you follow that route but obviously you were just trying to figure it out yourself but like say for people these days if they want to kind of go into developing can they do that without going to uni like or is that a must in your personal opinion well honestly um, you don't actually need to um have a degree mm. um i would say having a degree does make it slightly easier i guess because if you are um because if you look at cv wise right if um yeah. they'll just see the degree first before yeah. chucking it away right yeah experience but um i do know a lot a lot of people actually have never gone to, like a lot of my colleagues they never finish uni Right. Or they didn't even get a good grade in uni. I'm like just the one or two people who just who had a degree and got right. like a first. Everyone else was either just through freelancing. So that's a good thing with development. You can honestly teach yourself. There's mm. loads of um tutorials out there, not on, only on YouTube, but there's a lot of courses and sites which provide that for you. Mm. And the key is really just um experience. So you could just freelance building websites or building applications for people mm. have that on your C V. So you can you don't you actually don't really need a um proper like a, a degree, degree yeah it's yeah. more like you you it's like i guess kind of like photography right like you don't really need to right. photography initially like it's all to do with like your portfolio yeah so obviously if you have like that portfolio to show oh yeah i built these sites i built this website i built these mm-hmm. applications because i and there are with developing there are special courses which you can pay for which guarantee you a job at the end of it all right so i know there's like a there's some 16 i think it's 60 like 26 week courses which 
um, give you a crash course and then teach you the basics. Because with programming, once you kind of know like the basics and the usual logic of it, you can almost apply it to every single programming mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I know a couple of people in my previous job. I think they were just they literally were just a waiter, right? Previously, and their first job was my company now and oh really yeah and it was like it wasn't a junior role too it was just a normal like standing yeah oh cool um so obviously i think like you've dropped some advice here and there as we've spoken but like what would be like the key advice that you would kind of give to people who are interested in becoming a developer or you know are one follow similar kind of direction to what you're doing a lot of like learning how to develop, it's it's not like your typical skill where I know some people think, I guess because it's computer science, right? You can just kind of read the book and read how to do this and that and like what these functions do and what these methods do and whatnot. But I think the key to really learning and developing is just like getting stuck, in, like getting stuck, uh, stuck in. I just yeah, getting stuck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting stuck <laughs> into, like, developing, like, just getting diving straight into it and like. Yeah developing just something like and luckily a lot of these like tutorials do have you like building stuff from from the start right so Mm -hmm. and they do guide you and whatnot so i've done that with like new technology that i've never um had experience in where i'm just a total like a noob and yeah so that it's a lot of like good resources so i just Mm -hmm. say just get stuck in and start developing yeah even if it's like minor tools and just like really simple stuff it right. would really help because uh yeah because that's pretty much me at placement yeah i had no idea what yeah i was going switch. to say how did you even survive like a whole year not <laughs> knowing like the role itself but i suppose you're right in that there is a lot of resources available out there especially these days and i suppose it's really open and i suppose accessible for everyone right so yeah that's a great advice um so i suppose last question like who kind of inspires you then personally in your life like who do you look up to look up to as in for like developing wise or i suppose yeah well generally where you want to end up in life uh i mean everyone's goal is to become successful in what they're doing but uh, it's so weird because i don't actually have any idols within Mm -hmm. like the developing community or filmmaking i guess there's a it's like youtubers are initially like my idols of when it comes to filmmaking because they're the ones that I really like Casey Neistat. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love like, that guy. Yeah. Like, I like making content which people react positively to. Mm-hmm. Put a smile on people's faces. So I guess you could say he's, like, one of my idols. But it's weird because um, one of my idols really growing up was uh, Kobe Bryant. Aww. Yeah, yeah so... um, But it's like I apply everything that he stands for and everything that, like, obviously... His, uh, just everything that he does but I apply that outside of like basketball and into like the work that I do yeah yeah I mean I love like the values he stood by um yeah it's like work work ethic ethic and everything yeah it's amazing oh that's such a nice way to end this actually um thank you so much for like obviously talking through your experience and sharing your insights into what you do and hopefully the listeners will kind of um get a lot out of it um but yeah do you have any kind of final things you want to say before we close off my 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 biggest advice really is um definitely definitely do like a place a placement yeah because i've like out of my whole uni experience and uh working in this industry uh for developers 
specifically, a place a year in the industry would really set you off for like once you graduate, mm-hmm. because obviously you'll you'll be you have like that one year of experience and and you, who knows like they might even like ask you to come back and whatnot because mm-hmm. that that really was like the key thing coming out of uni for me because if I never did that I don't know if I'd be in a position I'd be in today. Yeah, that's some good advice. And I think I've heard like other people say the same. So I feel like this is, you know, quite um, something that I think people should definitely take from this episode for sure. Thank you again so much, you know, for giving me your time. Um, Paolo, it's been lovely speaking to you.